Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. In episode 63, we talk about cannabis, caramel, apples. Tis the season, apples are in season here where I am, and they probably are where you are too. So why not use up some of those extra apples, making a tasty treat everyone is sure to love. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. And who am I? I'm your host, Marge. Welcome. Thanks for listening. I am so glad you're here. This show wouldn't exist literally without you. So let's get into it, shall we? On this week's housekeeping segment, I wanted to bring up something that was addressed in the listener Q&A episode number four, I believe. I'll link to it in the show notes, so I'll double check on that. But really, the question was how to elevate your high, if you will, as if you didn't get high enough. How are ways that you can magnify that high? And when they gave a few articles, I found a few articles that gave several suggestions some of which I can attest to, like, you know, eating with a full stomach and something that has fat in it so that it's fat soluble. I can speak to that because I've had personal experience with it. But there's a few other suggestions that I had not had experience with, but they sounded interesting. And the one that I'm going to bring up right now is the one that I should probably not retract because it's not wrong and it's not going to hurt you, but it isn't as effective as it may have sounded in that article, which is why they say, only believe half of what you hear and, uh, fuck, what is that saying? I don't remember, but it's always wise to fact check things yourself. In any case, the tip was about eating mangoes about half an hour after you ingest your edibles because the myrcene terpene in mangoes can elevate the high. And while this sounds really interesting because there is myrcene, it's one of the dominant terpenes in mangoes as well, and readily available in many strains of cannabis. I just so happened to open my Instagram a few days after that episode went live, and somebody was lamenting about this myth that you could eat mangoes and still get, and get really high. And the idea was that she was saying, she was sort of dispelling this belief, because the idea was that you would have to eat so many mangoes in order to achieve the desired effect of increasing the potential of your high. So I just want to bring that to light because, again, I was going from an article that I had found that I thought was interesting, but it does stand to reason that you would have to ingest a hell of a lot of mangoes in order to actually have it work. Now, my challenge to you is, of course, have you tried it and have you found that mangoes do help get you higher? And if they have, and if you find that this is to be true in your personal experience, please let me know at bitemepodcast at fastmail.com or hit me up on Instagram or wherever because I'd be interested to know. But I do tend, now that I thought it over a bit more, I do tend to think you probably would have to eat a shit ton of mangoes. Now, the good news is if you do decide you want to experiment with this, 
and eat a mango a half an hour to an hour after you've eaten your edible, the good news is no harm will come to you. In fact, good things will happen because regardless, mangoes are delicious, nutritious, and you won't be worse off for having eaten one. So if it, even if it's not true, who really cares? If you want to eat a mango after, after ingesting your edible just to see if it works, why not? And, you know, why not? Mangoes are delicious. Now, I would, I would say, though, I wonder, and maybe I'll try experimenting, experimenting this with myself, but if you could get a concentrated mango powder, if that would make a difference, because sometimes you go to the health food store and you might see like blueberry powder or something like that that's like super concentrated blueberries so that instead of having to put like the 5,000 blueberries in your smoothie or whatever that you'd have to eat in order to get the effects, use a concentrated blueberry powder instead. I wonder if that same idea would work with the mango. Now, I've never looked for some kind of concentrated mango powder, so who knows whether it exists or not, but that is an idea of a way you could work around the limitations of being able to eat like, I don't know, 100 mangoes in one sitting or whatever. So if you've had experience with that or know where to get some of that, you could also let me know. But I just want to mention that from listener Q&A, I believe it was number four, that there was that piece about the mangoes that I later uh, came across conflicting advice, if you will. So having not tried it out myself, I can't really speak one way or the other, but it does tend to make sense. You might have to eat an awful lot of mangoes for it to elevate your high. And at the end of the day as well, if you are looking to get more high, you could just eat more of the desired edible as long as you're careful and you know what potency you are taking in. And if you're well aware of what it is you're ingesting, that's also a guaranteed way to increase your high. It's just eat some more. So there's always that. And of course, it's well documented about eating on a full stomach and the fat solubleness of THC. So those are definitely two uh, tricks you can certainly try. But it does lead me to believe that the other ideas in that same article about, I think it was the broccoli and green tea also elevating your high, there may be some doubt to that as well now. But I don't know about you. I'm not going to be going after broccoli anytime soon after eating an edible. And I suspect you aren't either, unless it happens to be baked into an edible, in which case that might be different. The green or black tea, well, if you enjoy some tea while you're having your your edible, then that's wonderful. And that's not going to hurt either. So if you've tried any of these experiments and you have uh, something to say on it, please, again, let me know. Bite me podcast at fastmail.com. I would love to hear your take on it. And I'll probably give a shout out to you on the show as well. Now let's get on to the caramel apples. So I love apples. If you listened to last week's episode on the apple chips, you probably heard me Uh, talking about how wonderful fall apples are around here because they're fresh, they're off the tree, people are out apple picking in orchards, and it's a great fall event that happens in these parts. And there's just something lovely. I like going to the market to pick up apples because you have the farmers there and they've got their baskets and you can choose from 12 different varieties or more. And it's just wonderful. So a lot of people have a lot of apples right now. And it stands to reason that the seasonally lovely caramel apple, which is often a a uh, Halloween favorite as well, might be something to try on your radar as as we get deeper and deeper into fall. <laughs> 
And this recipe was pretty easy to get together, put together. I wish I could take credit for it. I got this recipe from Kina on My Antidote TV on YouTube. And she has been posting some really great um, recipes on there. I'm going to be trying another one soon as well. And she really seems to know her stuff. So I, I, uh, I found this video and I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this a try because I'm also, not only do I love apples, but as some of you may know, I am a sucker for caramel. My sweet tooth sometimes knows no bounds and that will come into play a little later with a follow-up story that I have, but I love sweets. So a caramel apple is a perfect match made in heaven. So the, the recipe is on YouTube. And it's fun. She's fun to watch as she puts together these these recipes. I'll post that in the notes as well. And then she also has the written recipe so that you can um, print it out or follow along or whatever. Uh, she has that over on her website. And I'll link to that too. Because it can be h- hard to find a few things on her website once you go over there. But Um, if you find a video of hers on YouTube and you want to go find it on her website, just make note of when the video was actually posted. You can find it pretty easily in her archives. And she's got a lot of great recipes over there. So the caramel apples, she does recommend, I think she recommended for this recipe about four to six apples. She recommended Fuji apples, but again, went on to say, use whatever apples that you can get your hands on. Obviously, different styles of apples will be a little different. A Granny Smith is pretty tart. So if you really like that tartness, maybe that will marry well with the caramel. Personally, I prefer something not quite so tart. And I think I used, uh, it wasn't a Fuji apple. I got them from the farmer's market last week. Uh, uh, My Lady Paula, or I honestly, I totally forget, but they're nice, crunchy and sweet. And that's the kind of apple I like. I don't like a soft apple. I'm just going to say that right now. Controversial, perhaps, but the Macintosh. (sighs) Sorry, I'd rather compost it than eat it. I can't believe I just said that out loud, but it's true. Anyway, sorry, soft apples out there, but you're just not my jam. In any case, you're going to take some skewers. So you need about four to six apples. I started out with four And then as things went along, I reduced it to two because I thought I'd fucked up, but that's okay. You're going to need skewers, obviously. Any kind of skewer can work as long as you can jam it into the apple. I had like, I have like wooden shish kebab skewers that I have in a drawer. They're just wooden ones. I just snapped them in half because they were really long, jammed them into the apple where the, uh, jammed them into the apple and set them aside. Next step is you take a pot of boiling water. So you're gonna have to boil the water while you're getting out, finding, digging out your skewers or whatever, and piercing your apples. But while you're doing that, the water is boiling. And then when the water's done is boiling, you're going to take your skewered apples and you're dipping them in water for a few seconds, because this just makes sure it gets rid of any waxes or dirt or whatever that might be on the apple. So then you're going to set them aside on a paper towel and let them dry. And while that's going on, while they're just drying, you're going to put in a pot over medium high heat until it's boiling your cannabis butter, brown sugar, corn syrup, uh, sweetened condensed canned milk, and that's it. You're also going to need two tablespoons of vanilla extract for this recipe as well. But that's pretty much the recipe. It's It's your cannabis butter, your brown sugar, corn syrup, 
condensed milk and the vanilla and your apples. And these ingredients are going to be making your caramel sauce. So basically, you're going to put those ingredients all in the pot without the vanilla at first, you're going to bring it to a boil and then reduce it to medium and let it cook for 25 to 30 minutes, give or take, keep an eye on it. And she did say until about 248 degrees Fahrenheit. So get out your candy thermometer so you can keep an eye on it. Because what did I do? I did not keep an eye on it. And I think I almost immediately burnt the bottom of the items on the on the bottom of the pot because later I had to really scrub out the pan. And because of that, it did lend itself a slightly burnt taste. But quite frankly, I love caramel so much that it didn't really affect the taste. But this is why when I saw what I when I realized I wasn't paying attention enough, um, doing two projects at once, which I should know better. But um, where was I going with that? So that's the reason why I did fewer apples. Cause it's like, oh shit, I think I may have burnt the caramel. I don't know how this is going to turn out. So instead of possibly wasting four apples, I decided, well, why don't I just waste two and see what happens? So I did let it cook. It was bubbling away. Maybe I needed to reduce the heat a little bit more because it was bubbling too much. That's possible. When it is done cooking after the 30 minutes, you're going to take it off the pan and that's when you add in your vanilla extract. And essentially, you're going to take your apples once it's still warm and you're going to dip your apples into the pot. And then you're going to put them out on a piece of wax paper that you've already prepared. You obviously don't want paper towel. I guess parchment paper might work as well, but I happen to have wax paper and that's what she recommended. So that's what I used. And then you let them cool for a little while and then that caramel will sort of harden on that too. And she did suggest if you wanted to, um, this after you dip the apples, that is a good time to sprinkle certain things on the apples. So if you wanted, what was she using as recommendations? Because I did get some stuff out and then when I was seeing how my own caramel was turning out, I was like, oh shit, maybe I won't worry about it. I think I had some like shredded coconut that you could sprinkle on it. And I think I actually had ground hazelnut from a past recipe when I was making something else. So I sprinkled a little bit that on one of them, but I didn't really go uh, too into it just because I wasn't really unsure how these caramel apples were going to turn out. Well, I should have shouldn't have worried because they turned out great. I still have one in the fridge, but I definitely ate the one after it had pretty well cooled, and it was pretty good. There was a slight burnt taste to the caramel. It might have turned out darker than intended. But honestly, if you follow her directions, you should have no trouble making this. I was just not paying close enough attention. There were parts you were supposed to be stirring it. And I think I was trying to fix something on a computer in the house. And, you know, sometimes when it says bubble away for 25 to 30 minutes, you should probably be paying attention and doing that other task you're doing in the same room and not in a different room. So that was my fault. But the apple was delicious. I was really happy with it. Now, because I only ended up doing two apples, I did end up with a whole jar full of extra caramel sauce. And she recommended that you could also use them for dipping other more apples in it. So if you want to use it as a dipping sauce. Now, I think my stuff turned out pretty thick, but I wonder if you could gently heat it again to soften it up for dipping. You might want to do that in like a double broiler, broiler or something or put the whole jar in like a pot of water and let it heat it up gently that way. Cause obviously you're not wanting to, to cook it more, but 
um, using the excess caramel as a sauce on ice cream or dipping for apples or strawberries or anything else that might float your boat sounds like a great idea to me. And I will say, like I said, I have a sweet tooth and I ate this apple and it was so good. And even with the slight burnt taste, like that burnt caramel is a bit of a flavor. And so it didn't, it wasn't strong enough. Obviously, if it was really burnt, I would have pitched all of it and started all over again, kind of like with my apple chips that I made, uh, you know, last week, I did have to throw some of those out because I just burnt them too much. So the caramel sauce, I was tasting it and I had a few spoonfuls after eating this apple. And I think I ended up having more spoonfuls than I thought. These are small spoonfuls, mind you, but fuck, I have such a sweet tooth. And I love, God, dad, you did that to me. My dad still tells me to this day, you know what his favorite thing is? He'll say a glass of milk and he'll swirl in some maple syrup, just a swirl of maple syrup. Now, nothing sounds more Canadian to me than that. But I swear sometimes I had the blood, the maple syrup running through my veins is from my father. So anyway, I'm standing at the counter, really enjoying this warm caramel that I've just put in the jar, thinking, wow, this recipe turned out really great. I'm really glad I made it. And I went about my evening and I did start to feel the effects, you know, about an hour later, I was feeling uh, pretty good from the caramel and the, the apple and everything and went about my evening and, and uh, I went to bed at my regular time. And I'm not sure what time it was. It felt late, but you never know really when you wake up in the middle of the night. But I woke up in the middle of the night. I'm going to guess around two or three in the morning. Holy fuck, was I high. I was so high, you guys. Like, (laughs) I haven't been that high in quite some time. It was a little distressing almost because like, what the hell have I done to myself? And really, I... Every week I come on here and I give the advice, you know, be careful, label your stuff, don't take too much, microdose, blah, blah, blah. We've all heard it before. Sometimes the universe decides to remind you that the the things you're playing around with can be very potent. And I was reminded when I woke up and I was like, wow, I think I may even have come downstairs and gotten out a little bit of lemon juice. Or was that the next morning? I'm pretty sure I was still high the next morning as well. Like I really did overdo it. And I was like, holy shit. So I did try the lemon juice trick, some of these other ones, and it might've helped a little bit. And of course, just time helps, but I must have eaten a lot more caramel than I thought. And so now it still sits in my fridge and I'm being a little bit cautious But this is just a gentle reminder that even the pros sometimes, people who eat edibles all the time, can sometimes overdo it. And as I was reminded of that. But don't let me dissuade you from trying this recipe. The caramel apple itself was delicious. And, you know, if you'd done the proper amount of uh, six apples, there definitely would have been enough to do about six medium-sized apples with maybe some leftovers. So you could always do a few extra if you have enough skewers and stuff, or use it as a dipping sauce. But once again, just be mindful and make sure you label your stuff. So nobody gets into the fridge and eats the caramel inadvertently not realizing what they're getting into. So that's my recipe for this week, you guys, I think you're going to enjoy it. So please, if you do make them, let me know how they turn out, send me pictures, whatever, I would love to see them. Now, before we wrap up for this week, I did want to read you a new review that came in. And if anybody, I'm going to start trying to read these reviews on here. I don't get, uh, I don't get them all the time, but they do come in. And I recently uh, joined this program that allows me to see all the reviews in one spot because sometimes after a while on Apple Podcasts and different places, 
they tend to disappear after a while. And I had a hard time finding them sometimes. So in any case, that won't be a problem any longer moving forward. So if I missed reading one of your reviews out on the sh- on the podcast, I'm really sorry about that. But I am going to try and go back and read some of them. I think there's a couple. I know which ones. But in any case, the newest one that came in is from It's Me, Terry, from Canada. And he gave the podcast a five-star review, saying, Great podcast. This podcast is done in a fashion transcendent of former pothead stereotypes, brings to light the realities of cannabis consumption for all audiences interested in the subject in both an entertaining and articulate manner. Well, it's me, Terry. I am flattered. Articulate, transcendent. I mean, these are the words every podcaster dreams of hearing. So thank you for sending in that podcast and taking the time to write one because I know that's time that you're taking out of your day to sit down and type that out. So I really do appreciate it. It helps other people find the show as well. So if you have a podcast that you would like to leave, I would love to hear it and I will probably read it out on the show as well. So I think that's it for this week, you guys. If you have any questions, if you have any feedback, if there's anything that you'd like to share, again, the email is bitemepodcast at fastmail.com. You can always check out my website at bitemepodcast.com. I've been working on that a little bit again, trying to um, improve the recipes page. I think it wasn't working properly for a little bit there, but a lot of the recipes are found in the show notes, which are always on the website. And I am going to try to start adding more and more of them to the recipes page. So you can find a lot of stuff there. I have a Marge recommends page. Um, there's also a new friends of the podcast page, and that's just where, Uh, interviews with guests are going to live. So, so far there's been three of them and they're all there. So if you want to find, you know, more information about that guest, you can find it there. Or if you just want to check out the episode, you can find that too. So always trying to improve on the podcast. And another new feature that I've added on there is this little thing called buy me a coffee. Although I changed it to buy me a cookie because obviously we're all about the edibles here. And that's just way if you want to support the show with a few bucks, you can do that. So that's a new feature there as well. But there are so many different ways you can support the show, you guys. It just doesn't have to be money. Anytime you share the show or tell a friend about it, that's one way. Anytime you leave a review, send me an email, any of that stuff, follow me on Instagram or Facebook or what have you. That is all supporting the show. And I appreciate it. And I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful week. You're enjoying some sunshine. You're staying safe and you're eating great edibles as always. Stay high, my friends. Mm -hmm.